Are you looking for entertainment for a fundraiser, outreach, youth night, date night, or for a conference? Does your team need a way to improve team camaraderie, confidence, and communication? Well, look at Wellverse Comedy for a show, performance, or a workshop. Wellverse Comedy is Chicago's clean comedy team, and we're ready to serve you, your audience, or your organization. We've headlined our own shows at the Second City at Gutty's Comedy Club in Indianapolis and started our own TV show called His Line. And we've raised over $5,000 for charity in just the last two years. We are now booking for your back-to-school bash, fundraiser, and even your holiday parties. Contact us today, and let's see how a night of high-energy, clean, original, family-friendly comedy can make your next event memorable for all the right reasons. Connect with us on social media at WellversedCMDY. That's at WellversedCMDY. Or online at WellversedComedy.com. WellversedComedy.com. For booking information, email us improv at WellversedComedy.com. Welcome to the Gifts for Glory podcast, where we celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. Know someone who is making an impact for God's kingdom using their gifts, talents, and passions? We'd love to meet them. Send us an email at podcast at giftsforglory.com. That's podcast at gifts, the number four, glory.com. And now here is our host, Dave Ebert. Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to the latest edition of Gifts for Glory. Whether you're watching us live on social media right now, or you're catching the replay on the Creative Motion Network, or listening to us on uh, on the Taken TV podcast network, or uh, just listening on any of your favorite podcast platforms, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, please subscribe, and also, uh, if uh, available, please leave a uh, review and uh, help people find our show uh, because we share amazing stories and we'd really appreciate just getting to tell uh, these stories to more and more people around the world. Uh, really big in Indonesia. Uh, so uh, we'd love to get uh, even more countries under our belt. Uh, so please subscribe Gifts of Glory uh, podcast on all your favorite platforms. And please also leave a review. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, and another thing, uh, we are looking forward to booking dates for 2023 for Gifts of Glory Ministries and Wellverse Comedy. So if you're looking for a comedy show or for a fundraiser, an outreach, uh, maybe you want to celebrate your volunteers. Maybe you want to uh, uh, you know, just encourage your, your volunteers uh, by giving them a private night of comedy. Whatever you want to do as far as comedy goes, or if you want to use the harness the power of comedy to improve the effectiveness of your ministry, we would love to use improv techniques to kind of break down those walls, get people out of their own way, and get back to the business of ministering and sharing the gospel with uh, people within your church, people without your church. And uh, improv workshops can help unlock some of those things and really make it possible. So contact us at improv at wellversedcomedy.com. Or contact me directly, Dave, at giftsforglory.com. Uh, and we'll start uh, figuring out whether a comedy show, uh, an improv workshop, or both could really benefit uh, your church or your ministry. So again, that's uh, Dave at giftsforglory.com or improv at wellversecomedy.com. And let's dive in now to our Devotions with Dave segment. Uh, our Devotions with Dave segment, we dive into a piece of scripture and uh, kind of get what I feel like the Lord is uh, telling me about this passage so uh, let's look into, um, we're actually going to be diving into Psalm 121, verse 2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And I love that uh, 
because in verse one, it says, where does my help come from? Uh, does it come from the mountains? No, our help comes even higher than the mountains. It uh, comes from where the Lord sits on his throne. And that, that also relates to why I love doing comedy as a ministry, because when you have a really good gut-busting laugh, you have two reactions. You kind of lean forward and kind of kind of crunch that in as you feel the gut busting. But you also lean your head back and raise your eyes above the things in front of you. And you lift your eyes up to where the Lord sits on his throne. And so that's why I really believe that that comedy and that laughter and that being together and sharing a laugh and sharing a fellowship, that is a great form of worship. Uh, a lot of people consider that you know, worship music is the ultimate way to worship God. Well, for well-versed comedy, for gifts of glory, the sound of God's people united in laughter, that's our favorite song to play. Uh, so I, I, that's why I love this verse, because it, it just it kind of validates what, what we talk about, because our hope comes from the Lord, which is above the mountains. So when people are looking straight ahead or even just a little bit up to the mountaintop, they're not seeing where our hope comes from. Our hope and our help, our source and our strength, it comes from the Lord, uh, who sits on his throne in heaven high above any mountain. And uh, and when we laugh and we rock our head back in laughter and lift our eyes up, we're reminded that that's where our help comes from. That's where the Lord sits. So that is our devotions with Dave segment, Psalm 121, verse 2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Uh, so uh, let's move on to our guest. Uh, our guest, uh, he is... Uh, He's in coding and technology. He's got an academy where he teaches people and helps people in a way that's uh, an alternative to traditional school. Uh, you're really going to enjoy this conversation. Please welcome, at this time, my guest, uh, Steve. Steve, welcome to Gifts for Glory. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Steve Warren, uh, you are into coding and technology, things that mm-hmm. is really Greek to me. Um, yes. <laughs> and I think for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I, if anybody, especially if you're an entrepreneur, uh, you really need this knowledge because you can't afford necessarily to hire somebody. Uh, Correct. Yeah. For mm-hmm. you. And if you're also interested in this, maybe college isn't the most efficient financially way for it. So that's where you come in. Uh, will you tell us uh, a little bit about, uh, about your Academy, what it's about and, and, uh, and what people can find when they go to your website? Sure. Yeah. So I'm a Christian conservative is uh, committed to bringing, alternative mindset and approach to educational standards here in America. So uh, through my organization, Code Flip Academy, I'm offering full-term apprenticeship in lieu of college. Uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of universities have lost credibility through increased bias and unchecked tuition hikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, student debt has just snowballed over the years. And yeah. so I'm looking to change that and offer, offering people an affordable alternative to the traditional four-year route. Yeah, and, and that's amazing because, as you mentioned, uh, the rates keep going up. And, and the dirty secret is the more the government offers help, the more the colleges think, oh, we can raise the rates because the government's still going to keep throwing money at it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's no skin off their back to continue to raise rates. Meanwhile, people like me who go to college, we walk out with six figures worth of debt, mm-hmm. and we're not necessarily walking into uh, you know anything that would even remotely come close to paying for it. So not only do we have the debt, now we have the increased debt from the uh, from the interest rate, and it becomes, like you said, a snowballing effect where it's almost impossible to get out from under. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you've been doing coding, you've worked in the IT field for uh, about, you said, 20 years, is that about right? 20 years, yes. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, did you learn kind of from your own experience about the cost of college? How did you get into uh, coding and, and the IT side of things? Yeah, I got into coding at an early age, probably around 12, um, you know, those early teenage years, just fell in love with computers mm-hmm. and uh, started, I wanted to learn how to use them. So I was self-taught. And then beyond that, I wanted to learn how to make them do what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's essentially what software development is. Uh, and so I was self-taught at the time, built websites. I was into gaming at the time. So I built gaming websites and things like that, early, you know, early web. Um, so after that, then I had the decision to make after high school, do I want to go down the traditional four-year path and get a computer science degree, or do I want to look at alternatives? And, uh, uh, you know, the Lord led me to uh, meet with a, um, someone who moved from Silicon Valley to the Midwest you know, he had his career out there doing great things. And he moved to the Midwest and he was teaching um, over at our, our local community college there. So I met with him and uh, he convinced me and saw what I did. and saw that was amazing stuff and just convinced me to follow his program. And so I joined his program and got my two-year degree there and just fell in love with that. Now with, uh, uh, with CodeFlip Academy, is there... Are you? Do you report to anybody that uh, makes makes it accredited, or or how how do, for lack of a better terminology, of how do you have credibility if somebody walks away with uh, having gone through your apprentice program? Sure, great question. The proof is really in the pudding. Uh, so we are not accredited, um, but you know the outcome of our program is you will have experience developing software, right? You'll have the skills necessary to function in corporate America. And uh, again, you know, I've hired dozens of people, conducted tons of interviews over the years uh, in my career. And so I first, I have firsthand experience knowing what skills are lacking and what's needed. And so I'm here to fill in that gap. And so part of our program and our curriculum is going to teach you those skills that corporations are looking for. Mm -hmm. So, but um, you know, in lieu of a degree, we do have a certificate that is issued and you have a portfolio to showcase uh, to prospective employers at uh, course completion. How long has uh, has CodeFlip uh, been in existence and uh, mm-hmm. do you have any success stories from uh, graduates? Yeah, so we just launched uh, this year. Uh, you know, informally, I've mentored people um, personally, uh, you know, over the past several years and they've all had, you know, success stories where, you know, I've, I've taken individuals who don't even know how to use a computer to um, developing software and uh, starting a consulting career. And now they're making, you know, six figures and traveling the world. Um, so, you know, they're doing a wonderful job. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so let's say somebody's uh, uh, vaguely interested or interested and they're like, I want to get into building and designing. I, I don't want to get into debt. What's mm-hmm. kind of the process to, to, to get into the academy and get into the uh, apprenticeship program? Is mm-hmm. there testing involved? What, uh, what's the process? Yeah, so our process is pretty straightforward. Uh, so we typically do a phone interview, um, just have a you know, quick conversation about what, what your goals are. And what we, what we do is we, we want students to fail fast, okay? We want to help students find what works for them and what they're passionate about. You know, we would rather um, talk with an individual and find out right away that, okay, this isn't a career path that's suited for them. So we want them to fail quickly so that they can go find something else 
and hopefully find something that works for them uh, versus others, you know, that, uh, you know, they're passionate about it. They're, they're good at it. They really enjoy it, uh, you know, and, and want to work hard, uh, you know, so we work with them on that. But uh, again, you know, our motto is just to fail fast. So uh, just a quick interview. And then, you know, the first few weeks, we go through various topics. And then at that point, we just have conversations with the students just to check and see how they're doing and whether or not they're liking the program and see if IT is a good fit for them. Obviously, being in uh, 2022, going to 2023, you're not looking for students necessarily only in your locale. Uh, a lot of this is going to be virtual and anybody can can get involved from wherever they're at, as long as they have stronger than a dial-up connection. Correct. Yeah. So our, our initial launch, we are doing local because, again, uh, you know, one of the things we're trying to do here is uh, give back to our local community, uh, especially in the Midwest. What we have is we, we don't have a lot of tech jobs here in the Midwest. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they, they're all in the major cities. And so when you have uh, people who go to university, get their degree, uh, even here in the Midwest, they end up, we end up losing them to the coast, right, or to Chicago. And so we mm-hmm. want to change that by... Um, not only providing that training, that education uh, to, to ramp up quickly, um, but we also encourage and we want to work with corporations here in the Midwest to create those jobs uh, just so we have people staying put in our local communities. So you, uh, you're talking about building locally. Uh, where in the Midwest are, are you based? So we're based in Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. So mm-hmm. not terribly far from Chicago. So, we, so if somebody does go through your program locally and they move to Chicago, they're still kind of home, but mm-hmm. not too far away. Awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just ballpark figures. What what a year apprenticeship costs uh, to to come through uh, Code Flip? Yeah. So all of our tuition information and costs is available on our website and our handbook. Um, so you can go there and find out that information. Um, but it is much less expensive than, you know, a four-year degree or even two-year degree. Yeah. Because the uh, the four-year, two-year degree has got a lot of fillers because they call it a liberal arts education where mm-hmm. along the way you have to take things that are completely unrelated, which I understand, mm-hmm. having gone through, I understand it's cool to kind of pique your interest and see if maybe you want to explore a different side, uh, side of life, but also mm-hmm. it, it adds to that burden of, of debt because you're taking classes that you sincerely will never use. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what is going to help lower the cost going through an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. And so many of the trades use apprenticeship and it's nice to see it branch out other than just the trades of, of you know, the pipe fitters and the electricians to see other industries start to get to that apprenticeship. Uh, do, do you find that people are seeking you as like a, a pioneer in creating this apprenticeship idea or, 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 or do you, are you getting feedback like that at all? Sure. Yeah. So the apprenticeship idea is uh, probably a more recent idea in, um, you know, the IT scene. Um, so there are other uh, programs that, that are there out there, um, you know, but again, uh, your point to the apprenticeship, I mean, it definitely works well in IT because uh, in an IT, you know, you need to fail fast, right? Yeah. You need to get your hands on. Um, unfortunately, you know, four-year degree, and again, there's great, um, you know, there's benefits to a four-year degree for computer science, um, but that is so niche. The The application of it is very niche. So our approach is different where we have more of a practical, hands-on approach. Uh, and again, you know, just like when you're learning to walk, you learn by falling. You right. never learned by not falling, right? 
same thing with a bike or anything else. So uh, again, you know, with our students, we, we get them in. I treat it exactly how I run a team in, in you know, um, in a corporation, right? People show up, they're assigned tasks. Um, they're forced, <laughs> required to communicate with each other and work with people. Um, you know, we, we also teach the soft skills and the professional skills that uh, unfortunately are, are severely lacking these days, especially with the, you know, the younger generation, but learning how to, you know, conduct an interview, have a phone call, how, you know, conflict resolution, how to write an email, just these basic things um, that, uh, you know, are, are lacking these days. And one of the things, you know, speaking from a faith perspective is, that's how we got the first 11 apostles was apprenticeship was that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and apprenticeship is in many ways the same as discipleship right yeah uh, and we're, we're going to dive into your faith story uh, shortly but how much does your faith play into how you operate as uh, as code flip academy mm-hmm. and uh, I'm guessing that not all of your students are going to be Christian so how does that uh, dynamic work mm-hmm yeah, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. You know, uh, I would say it's just lead by example and, uh, you know, live, live by scripture and just be an example and be a light to others. So in the interview process, let's say somebody just weird hypothetical, somebody is saying, yeah, I have a dream to build adult content websites. Do you accept them as a student and hope to kind of maybe influence them a different way? Or do you say they're not a good fit or, or is that something that you've even considered? Yeah, you know, that's it's a great question. It's not something that I've, uh, you know, really considered. But I'd say in that, in that instance, it'd just be led by the Holy Spirit on what to do. Sure. And to be winsome. Absolutely. Very cool. So uh, let's go ahead and dive in uh, with uh, your, your story. Um, did you grow up in a uh, Christian home? Uh, what were your early influences and how did you ultimately uh, find Jesus as your savior? Uh, yeah. Share as much as, as you feel led. Yeah, sure. So at a very early age, you know, I remember my mother singing to me and, and, and teaching me about the Lord. But uh, I didn't really grow up in a, in a Christian home per se or go to church at an early age. Um, I didn't go to church probably until, you know, as a, as a young teenager. And part of my testimony is I remember, you know, at the age of eight, you know, I, I lie in bed about ready to fall asleep. And just all of a sudden, I, you know, a, a memory came to me of when I was at the tender age of three, hmm. you know, sitting in a shopping cart at a grocery store. And I remember seeing there's a pack of gum that looked you know, it looked awesome and I, I wanted it. So I grabbed it and took it with me and, it, you know, without paying for it. And at the age of three, I did not know that uh, that was stealing. Hmm. But at the age of eight, um, that thought came to me. And then all of a sudden I was terrified. Hmm. And I knew at that moment I did something wrong and that God was upset. And at that moment, you know, the everything just changed and seemed different. You know, wow. The sin nature came upon me and the the age of innocence was gone. And it yeah. was terrifying. And it wasn't until about 12 where, you know, my mother repented, um, you know, from being backslidden and and we found a great local church and she she brought me there and I was led to the Lord. 
and uh, you know it's been wonderful, and um, you know so that that really was um, you know that moment at eight <laughs> realizing wow. it's in nature, and then at twelve, um, being born again and being set free, and um, you know and having the Lord just transform my life. So at eight years old, you kind of come to that realization. You, you beca- enter that age of accountability. But mm-hmm. for four years, you're you're kind of wrestling with that. Mm-hmm. How, how did you deal? Did you have anybody talk to you and explain to you what's going on? Or was this just a wrestle that you had to do for four years until your mom brought you back to church and you could find that answer? Yeah, it was just a wrestle. It really was. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have any conversations with your mom? Like, mom, I feel this way. And, or was it all on you that whole time? Yeah. You know, I don't recall having any conversations, but I believe it's just all on me at that time. Wow. Yeah. So four years as, you know, going from eight to 12, you're carrying this burden and then suddenly you, you have it lifted. So even though, and I'm assuming you're, you're a normal 12 year old kid at that point, you mm-hmm. probably don't have like a rap sheet. You probably haven't, you know, you're not carrying, you know, the, the sins mm-hmm. of, of you know, drug use or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but you're still carrying the, the realization for four years as a kid, I'm a sinner. I, I there's things yeah. that, that I think that I do that are wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that in that moment of, of, of freedom, it had to be a huge weight. It was, I mean, it, it was such a huge burden. Um, it, and, and for four years, it, you know, at the age from eight to 12, that's, that's almost an eternity, right? For a child. Right. And so it was, it was a very long time and it was, it was very hard. Mm-hmm. Do you, and, and I'm just like, because I don't know your story, just asking, did you find yourself where you maybe feeling like in a depression? Were you in a rut or were you just a normal kid? But every so often you were reminded, oh, I'm a, I, I'm a sinner. I'm a, I yeah. make these. You know, I think it was a constant reminder. And it was just, a, it, again, it was a heavy weight. Yeah. And I would be pondering things and thinking, okay, you know, and, and just crying out to God, Lord, help me. What, what do I do? What do I do? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a, and that's incredible. And that shows that we as adults should never discount a child's faith or a faith journey thinking, Oh, you're too young. You'll understand when you're older mm-hmm. because maybe if somebody, you know, and I'm not condemning or, or attacking anyway, but maybe mm-hmm. somebody who's in your life had seen that burden. They could have helped you lift that off even sooner. Yes. Yeah. But we as adults sometimes think, Oh, kids got plenty of time. They, do, you know, they're not mature enough or smart enough to handle this, that, and the other thing. But for somebody eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, that, could have had somebody pour into them. You mm-hmm. could have felt that freedom so much sooner. Yeah. And I think that we should just always be aware that, that the enemy doesn't care your, about your age. He's mm-hmm. going to attack you anytime that you're getting closer to the Lord. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So once mm-hmm. you, you're, you're 12 years old, you find this freedom now. And uh, you said your mom had kind of repented from her, you know, being backslidden and got back into church. Mm-hmm. Um was your father in the picture? Where's his faith? Was he ever part of anything? No, not in the picture at that time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you finally found a father in God, and, and that's that's the thing that uh, it's also that I love. He's the father to the fatherless. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I'm sure that that was also you know another burden as you're you know just entering into 
this age of understanding and, and like self-awareness, you know, you're dealing without a father and then you're dealing with this weight and then at 12, you're free. Um, so how did your walk look after your 12? Did you start, were you on fire and like preaching to your kid, your, your fellow kids and, mm-hmm. and your classmates? How, mm-hmm. how did that look growing up? Oh, I mean, be, it was filled with such joy and it was such a relief. And, uh, you know, I was just so hungry. And finally, you know, my hunger was being satisfied through the Lord and through the word. And, you know, that's when the journey really began, my Christian walk. Um, but, you know, there was just such a precious time. I, I went to church whenever the doors were open. Mm. You know, I would sit and just just lean in and just lean in on God and and just get fed. And it was just it was wonderful. So going on now, you're, you know, you're in junior high and then, you know, hardest times of a kid's life because mm-hmm. you're finding out who you are. You've got kids that are, you know, probably pressuring you to be something that they think you should be. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you're growing up, what was some of the hardest things about being a, a new Christian? What was the church that you went to? Were they good at discipling you? Uh, what were some of the challenges you faced? Yeah, the church was really great at, at discipling. They had a wonderful youth program. Um, so there were plenty of, you know, activities and, and things, uh, you know, available to the youth and especially for me. So I was very involved in the youth program and, and found a lot of friends there. And, uh, you know, I was kind of isolated uh, in, in middle and in high school because, again, you know, I wouldn't participate in, in what the other kids were doing. And, uh, you know, it was it was difficult to, um, you know, even to witness to them. So the best I could do is witness by example, right? Yeah. So just as you're talking, I'm starting to think that there, there's definitely something spiritual that you talk about when you compare your work in, uh, in site building and, and coding and everything else. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what God does. You, you build the code, you launch your baby, your child in, and you let it process the way it's designed. And whenever the, something happens, you know, you know, the warning comes up and then you go in and you fix it like God does. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just, you know, yeah. just think about that parallel is, is, yeah. is really cool because when a developer creates something, they're not manipulating every single thing The what they've built or developed is programmed and designed a certain way. Mm-hmm. But occasionally that program decides to do something that's out of order and it has to be fixed. It has to go back to the, to the designer to fix it. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's really exciting. And uh, really uh, uh, when I have conversations with, with, with our guests, I always get these weird or unique perspectives or ideas that mm-hmm. pop up in my head. So mm-hmm. I just like to spit them out and share them because, Hey, no, that's a great parallel. Yeah. That's yeah, really good. So, uh, 12, you said that uh, that's around the time, I think, that you got into computers. Mm-hmm. Was that true? Yes. Or, yep. it was 12 mm-hmm. or 14, I think you said? Yep, 12, yeah. Okay. So uh, was was it coincidental that it was the same year, or did one lead to the other? Was there any, like, direct relationship? You know, honestly, I've never thought of that. Um, but uh, it might just be coincidental. Okay. But I, I do remember there was a weekend you know, computer class offered at a high school, you know, when I was 12. And so I think we drove by and there was a sign for it. And I said to my parents, Hey, can, you know, 
we go there and um, or my grandparents, I should say. And so they enrolled me in that and fell in love with that. And uh, yeah, that's really how I got into it. But yes, it's interesting. It was at the same time as I was born again. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so fast forward, uh, I, you're self-taught for many years and you decide to, uh, to really pursue it after high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there ever a point where maybe you, you kind of walked away or, or you felt like your relationship with the Lord went cold or was it pretty strong all through high school and college? Yeah, I'd say high school and college, you know, there definitely were challenges there, uh, you know, temptations of the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, it was so grounded and it had strong roots in my faith and in doctrine um, that, you know, I wasn't throwing about to and fro and just leaned in on the Lord there during yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. So I, I forgive me, I, I didn't see it in the bio. So uh, hey, are you married? Do you have kids now? Uh, what's mm-hmm. your life look like now? Yep. So I'm married, have four kids and wow. oldest is eight. And, you know, we've got uh, a nine month old too. So they definitely keep us busy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so do, are they showing any uh, uh, traits like dad? Are they interested in that kind of, in uh, your work? Uh, do you see like a, a future apprentice uh, in the family? Yeah, I definitely do see the future apprentice in the family. Um, but yeah, they're, they're into typing right now and, and math. Well, a little bit, but uh, yeah, mostly, you know, they're just forging their own path and I'm just there to guide them along the way with their own giftings and help them realize those. Very cool. So uh, now uh, you've been in the industry for about 20 years. What was kind of the catalyst? And I I know we touched on it at the beginning of the show, but for those who might join late, what was the catalyst to decide, all right, I've done this. I want to pour into a new generation. I want to make an impact with what I know and love. What, mm-hmm. what catalyzed the idea of launching your own academy? Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, again, after doing apprenticeships with um, other mentees for, for quite some time, uh, really enjoyed that more so than being an IT consultant, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I've, I've been doing this for a very long time, and I just really enjoy mentoring individuals. And, yeah. and so at this point in my career, after having done you know, worked for major organizations, major brands, um, you know, all the technical challenges and the things that I enjoy, all the problem solving, you know, it's, I, I feel like it's time for me to hand the baton to the next generation and to help them. And really with the goal from a Christian perspective is, you know, I want to train Christians, uh, you know, in, in the IT career field, you know, cause these are, these are high paying jobs and it's a great mm-hmm. field. And I want to give them opportunities to, uh, you know, to sow into the kingdom, right? Um, you know, financially and with just their gifting. Yeah, because, absolutely. You know, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just uh, agreeing. And in my mind, I'm also thinking very, uh, not necessarily, I, I don't even know what the word is, but a lot of our churches could use somebody with that experience to help them get their websites a little bit up to date instead of mm-hmm. looking like the old angelfire.com websites. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's many opportunities to help, you know, with, with their local church, you know, building building apps on the phone or, or something for, uh, you know, for churches. And even that can give to an entrepreneurial spirit, right? So if they have, I give them the tools, I help them realize their potential, um, and then they can just use their imagination and creativity to to make a positive impact using technology 
uh, you know, for the kingdom. Very cool. The website is uh, codeflip.academy. Uh, mm-hmm. Check it out, find out more information, especially if you got somebody that you know is interested in this and they don't want the burden of a, of a four years worth of loans or going through all the hassle of filling out the FAFSA every single year and trying to run that gamble of, am I going to be able to pay for it this year? Mm-hmm. Um, check it out at codeflip.academy is the website. And um, so Steve, there are two final segments we wrap up every show with. Uh, one is called uh, wise counsel. We'll ask you what uh, your wise counsel is for anybody that wants to use their gifts or talents or passions for God's glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first we'll uh, dive into the interrogation, which is seven random questions that otherwise wouldn't have fit in our conversation. So uh, there's no attorney present, but we will enter the interrogation now. The first question is, uh, what has uh, been your favorite project uh, that you've developed or or written? Favorite project? Um, I'd have to say my favorite project would be a uh, uh, movie streaming platform. A name that we recognize, or can you say? I can't say. Okay. Client <laughs> privilege. Gotcha. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two. Uh, what's your favorite comfort food? Oh, favorite comfort food? Oh, my goodness. That had to be tacos. All right. Uh, with uh, whom do you most identify in Scripture? The Apostle Paul. Very nice. We get a lot of Peter. People think that they're the ones that stick their foot in their mouth. So uh, it's very interesting to hear Paul. Is there anything specifically that kind of makes you say that? You know, I just really appreciate what he did and the struggles that he went through. Um, also, I would say a, a close runner-up is Job. Hmm. And just seeing everything they went through, the sacrifices that they made, but yet God was still with them. And that they leaned on God uh, even further, the more trials and tribulations that they went through. Yeah. And so that really ministers to me. Very nice. And, and Paul wrote probably facetiously my favorite book of the Bible is Philemon, just because <laughs> Paul is so passive aggressive in that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you could, I could remind you that you owe me your salvation, but I'm not going to. <laughs> he did have a sense of humor, I bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question is, uh, what is the talent that you have that few people have seen? I can solve a Rubik's Cube. Wow. Very cool. I cannot. <laughs> uh, question number five, uh, what keeps you up at night? My children. Question number six, what makes you laugh? Also my children. Nice. <laughs> And uh, the final question, the interrogation, uh, what would mark CodeFlip Academy as a success in your book? You know, just uh, impacting our local community. Very good. All right. And the, the final, final question that we always ask is uh, for anyone that's listening or watching that wants to step up, use their gifts, whether it's mm-hmm. their talents or passions or even their experiences and use it for God's glory. What is your wise counsel for them? Yeah. Counsel, I would say, is just seek the Lord, submit to Him, and listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, commune with Him, pray to the Lord, enter into worship, and just be led. 
be led and stay planted where God has put you. And don't be afraid to step out in faith and do what God's called you to do. Very good. That's a good word. Uh, it's codeflip.academy is the website. Uh, connect there. Uh, the social media uh, pages will be launching soon. Uh, but if you have anybody in your family that's looking maybe for a career change or they're uh, in high school and they really are interested in web development, web design, things of that nature, uh, go to codeflip.academy, uh, connect, and uh, get them enrolled. And if you can save money and, and get them off on the right foot, get them into a career with little to no debt, uh, you're setting them up for a lot of success in the future. Mm-hmm. So uh, Steve Warren of Code Flip Academy, well, thank you so much for uh, for coming on and sharing your story. Uh, our best to you uh, as Code Flip grows and uh, uh, keep making an impact for the kingdom. Uh, we appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Thanks and we will, we will see everyone next week right here on Gifts for Glory. Uh, again, leave us a review, like, share, and subscribe, and we will talk to you next week. 